Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I am bringing you today's word for May 2nd, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled The Power of Fellowship, and I'm talking about having fellowship with the Father first, and then having fellowship with other people, and how when you have both, you're in position to really be a world changer, to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. So we've looked at things that Jesus said in John chapter 5 and then John chapter 6, and today we're going to go to John chapter 8. I'm calling this God is my witness. As a believer, you got to get to the point where you know that God himself will be your witness. Let's, let's look at what Jesus said in John chapter 8. This is John chapter 8, verses 12 through 29 from the Passion Bible. John 8, 12 through 29, the Passion Bible. This is what the Bible says. Jesus said, I am light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. Now, the Pharisees were immediately offended and said, you're just boasting about yourself. Since you only have your word on this, it makes your testimony invalid. Now, Jesus responded, now hold on, just because I'm the one making these claims doesn't mean that they're invalid, for I absolutely know who I am where I've come from and where I'm going. But you Pharisees have no idea about what I'm saying for you set yourself up as judges based on outward appearances, but I never judge others that way. I discern the truth and I am not alone in my judgments for my father and I have the same understanding in all things and he, my father, has sent me to you. Isn't it written, Jesus said, in the law of Moses, that in the testimony of two or three men, uh, or that it requires the testimony of two men to be trustworthy? Then that's what I'm saying is true. For I am not alone in my, in my testimony. My father is my other witness. We together testify of this truth. So then the Pharisees are like, man, what is this guy talking about? So then they asked, okay, well then just who is your father? Who's this father of yours? Where is he? And Jesus answered, well, you wouldn't be asking that question if you knew who I am or if you even knew my father. For if you knew me, you would be able to recognize my father as well. See, these were religious people and they, they claimed to be the closest to God and they were probably the closest from God because they were so caught up in their religion. They were so caught up in their routines that God himself came to them and they missed him. God himself was standing right in front of them and they could not even recognize it. But let me explain what was going on with this whole testimony stuff because the title of today's message is God is my witness. So under the law, the testimony or the witness of a single person didn't hold a lot of weight. See, in Deuteronomy 17 and 7, the Bible says that uh, when it comes to like a death sentence, a judge could not pass the death sentence on anyone with the testimony of just one person. Uh, a lone witness could not sentence someone to death, the testimony of a lone witness. So to make this type of decision, a judge required the testimony of two or three witnesses. In Deuteronomy 19 and 15, it says something similar. I'll just read it to you. Deuteronomy 19 and 15 says, a lone witness is not sufficient to establish any wrongdoing or sin against a man, regardless of what offense he may have been may have committed. Um, a matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So this gives us a better understanding of like this, 
this uh, exchange that Jesus was having with the Pharisees. So under the Jewish custom of the day, which was obviously, you know, the law that they were under, um, any claim that a person made had to be validated by at least one other person, because if he didn't have external validation, it was considered to be invalid because in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every thought had to be established. So in John 8, when Jesus claimed to be the light of the world and he had already claimed to be the son of God, the Pharisees came to him and they confronted Jesus and they said, well, your testimony is invalid because you don't have anyone to validate what you're saying. And Jesus was like, well, I do have a witness. I have a second witness and he's God himself. God is my witness. Jesus was basically saying, when you hear me speak, you think my claims are singular, but they're not. I and my father are one. The father is in full agreement with everything that I say because I only say what he tells me to say. So if you're looking for a second witness to validate my claims, then you need look no further than God himself. God is my witness. He is my father and he will validate everything I say because I'm only saying what he tells me to say. Now, just, just pause for a moment and think about what Jesus was saying. Jesus was saying, I'm so close to the Father, and the Father's so close to me, that he's my witness. I mean, like, he was like, you're looking for a second witness? Well, God himself is my witness. That's the type of fellowship we're supposed to have with the Father. That's the type of fellowship we're supposed to have every day. So what does this mean to you today? I've already covered a lot, but let me give you five things for this morning. I want you to open up your heart now to these five things. You ready? Here we go. Number one, God is my witness, right? I have five things to share with you. Here we go. Number one, your relationship with the Father is supposed to be so strong that he, God himself, will back up what you're saying, that you can rely on him to be your validator. Because at that point, you believe that you're only saying what he's telling you to say. You're only doing what he's leading you to do. You're only going what he's leading, where he's leading you to go. So you believe that he will be your validation. Number two, when you're saying, when you're at that point where you look, and I've been there many times, where you're saying what you believe God is telling you to say, then you got to trust God to be your defense. You got to trust God to be your stamp of approval. You got to trust God, right? Like, like there are many times where uh, right before, you know, a big situation or whatever, I would just remind God, hey, you know, just real quick before I go into this meeting, I just want to remind you that I was minding my own business before you put me in this situation, you know. So I'm here to represent you. Everybody knows I'm a man of God. Everybody knows I named the name of Jesus. So if I look stupid, hey, you're going to look stupid too. Please, God, don't let me look stupid. You're my validation. And, and that's the type of relationship you're supposed to have with the Father. That's type of fellowship with God that you could talk to him and he'll talk to you every second of every day. Number three, when you launch out in faith to do what you believe the Father's leading you to do and to say what you believe the Father's leading you to say at the risk of looking foolish because you know that God will lead you to do stuff that, don't make, that doesn't make any sense in this world, right? So he's not sensual. God is spiritual. So God doesn't have to make sense. And so, so you have to receive from God spirit to spirit. God will tell you to do things that you cannot validate with senses. And so they're nonsensical. And so they won't make sense. And so when God tells you to do it and you do it, you're doing it at the risk of looking foolish. But when you do that, God himself will be your stamp of approval. He, he will validate you in such a way that anyone operating with any semblance of spiritual discernment, they'll be able to know that the hand of God is on your life. Number four, if you know that you're doing the will of the Father, and let's say that you run into people that don't have spiritual discernment. And so, and they question you and they challenge you. 
At that point, you have to be like Jesus. You cannot concern yourself with their opinions. Jesus knew that the Pharisees could not understand what he was doing because they didn't know God. So he did not seek their approval. He only sought the approval of his heavenly father. And as believers, that's how we're supposed to live. God can place people in your life that are filled with the Holy Spirit, that have spiritual discernment, and that will validate that they'll say, hey, son, hey, daughter, you're on the right road. God sent me to encourage you. God sent me to help, you know, uh, uh, basically confirm what you're doing. And, and, and thank God for that confirmation. And we appreciate people that God will send to help us to build up our courage. But when you're dealing with people that don't know God, that don't have the Holy Spirit and are questioning everything that you do because it doesn't make sense to them, what you can't do is change your direction because of them. Because if you change your direction now because of them, now what you're doing is you're becoming a man pleaser, not a God pleaser. And now you're going to find yourself outside of the will of God. I would rather please God and be displeasing to man than the other way around. You have to be okay with Listen, when you're living in sync with heaven, it may mean that you seem like you're out of sync with the people down here in this world. And you have to be okay with that. You got to be comfortable with a certain level of discomfort to be able to do what God is leading you to do. You, you can't explain God to everybody. Uh, people that don't have the Holy Spirit, listen, this is not something that they're going to be able to understand. And you're like, listen, God is telling me to do this, so I got to do it. And if they, they'll look at you like you're crazy and, oh, God speaks to you, ha, 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 and all of this, fine. You know, pray for them and move on. You, you can't worry about them. You can't concern yourself with them. You have to keep going. Number five, and finally, that's why you got to have intimacy with the Father. You have to have a relationship with the Father. Your relationship, your fellowship with the Father is critical. You have to know that you're doing what the Father's telling you to do. You have to know that you're saying what the Father's telling you to say. And you cannot concern yourself with anything else, with anybody else. Jesus said, I absolutely know who I am. When, he, when the Pharisees came to him, he was like, listen, I absolutely know who I am. I know where I've come from and I know where I'm going. But you guys don't have no idea about what I'm talking about because you don't know my father. If you knew my father, you would know me. If you knew me, you would know my father. The problem is you don't, you don't have discernment and now you're upset because you don't have discernment and you're trying to say that I'm outside of the will of the father. I'm actually the one that's in the will. And so I'm not going to concern myself with you guys. I'm just going to do what my father is telling me to do and I'm going to keep on stepping. And as a believer, sometimes you just have to live that way where you appreciate them, pray for them, you know, Thank God for them. But at the end of the day, you can't not be stopped by them. You have to do what God is telling you to do. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm talking about God himself as my witness. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for being my witness. I am not alone. My testimony is not singular. I say what you tell me to say. I do what you lead me to do. I go where you want me to go. And you serve as my validation. God is my witness. Father, your hand is on me. Your favor goes before me. People with discernment will know that I'm being led of you. Now, people without it may question me and my methods because you lead me to do things that make no sense in this world. But I'm not moved by them. I am only moved by you. Regardless of the opposition, I declare that I stand strong. I live by faith. I press forward. I know you will lead me, protect me, and validate me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. There's a subscribe button. And when you subscribe, you're going to get all my notes in an email format 
uh, in your email inbox every day. Now, wouldn't you like to have the notes that I shared today? Sign up, get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. I want you to head into this day determined right now that you are going to fellowship with the Father, that you are going to do whatever he tells you to do, and that you cannot be moved, that you will not be moved by man. You will only be moved by God. And do me a favor, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline, with your friends before you leave the screen. I love you and God loves you. Have an amazing day. God bless you.